Hey guys, so before we get started today, I just want to quickly remind you to please subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you are listening on. It helps the podcast so much and you'll also get notifications whenever a new podcast does post. And if you guys are feeling friendly, if you are on iTunes or Apple podcast, is that what it's called? If you want to leave me a short little review or five-star rating, that would be extremely helpful. If you want to keep up with me and more updates and see more content from me, you can follow me on Instagram at livingbreely and send me a DM. I love hearing from you guys. If you're interested in learning more about Pinterest and Pinterest keywords specifically, head to whatever platform you're on and find the episode description. And I have a link there where I will send you a PDF on how to find keywords a la Pinterest. (laughs) All right, so let's get into today's episode. You guys, I still, I hate these noise-canceling headphones. They freak me out. I feel like I just don't have my bearings. And I can hear, like, myself (laughs) breathing. (laughs) Like, um, yeah, I'm just not a fan. And I always, I have had this question for a minute. And maybe I am just dumb which I don't think I am, but maybe this is a dumb question to ask, is the people who record their podcasts like in person, I can understand a Zoom or Skype or the phone, whatever, you have your headphones on because you're listening. But if a person's sitting right across from you, why are you wearing headphones? (laughs) Right? It's a weird... That's a weird thing. Am I wrong? I think, and I'm also curious about like when there's three people. Maybe I can understand the third. Like, are they listening to something back to them? I'm just confused. I, you know, this podcast for me is just fun. I like doing it. I don't think it needs to be overly technical, overly produced. I don't ever want to get to a point where like I have to overly edit overly produce like make it like a full-on production (laughs) am I being cynical I don't know anyway welcome back to the podcast I have missed you guys so much um I am pretty inconsistent with the podcast these days and I think we're all pretty inconsistent with a lot of things which brings me a lot of comfort when I'm inconsistent <laughs> because it is something that I unfortunately have instilled in myself as like a very important thing and when I'm not consistent then I feel like a failure and that's just not true but Let me tell you why I have been a little inconsistent with the podcast. One, global pandemic. Two, city is on fire. (laughs) And number three is my own mental health. My brain health. My brain and mental capacity has been smaller Shorter, less versatile than normal, 
because I have been going back to therapy. And typically, I record these podcasts early in the week, and then I edit them, and then I post them. (laughs) But with therapy, it has become a really big part of my life. And this is like my own mental thing with therapy is my own feelings about it. I shouldn't say mental. It's my own feelings about it. If you, you go to therapy for one hour every week, but all of the work is actually done outside of the therapy session. So for me, that's just my personal opinion. Everyone's going to be a little different. I'm not a doctor, so don't come and sue me or whatever. A d- medical disclaimer. Um, but all of the work that I'm doing doesn't just happen within that one hour. It is small things, big things that I'm doing every single day outside of that session. I don't technically have homework. We don't call it homework. But there are things that I have to do, things that I have to write outside of my therapy session. And for me, therapy is very expensive. It's not something that I am just paying a little bit of money for. It's something that I'm really investing in and for myself and for my future. And I'm not just going to show up half-assed every week for my therapist and be like, yeah, sorry, I didn't. I didn't do what I said I was going to do. Um, I really do like to honor my commitments. And sometimes honoring one commitment means that you have to let go of other commitments. And that used to be really hard for me because I'd want to do it all. And I'm just finding that I have to let go of the reins and let go of the control a little bit. And so I have my appointment every Wednesday at 5.30 to 6.30 And then I'm done for the day. Like I have not been taking calls or working after my therapy appointment and part of Thursdays too. Like Thursday mornings, I'm usually pretty tired. I spend some time in the morning journaling and doing a little bit of the work that we discussed and just like recapping the session. So it has not left me a lot of time, honestly, between working one-on-one with clients and everything else and then having to record a podcast. And that doesn't mean it's going to be like this forever. I think I'm just in an adjustment period of like learning my new flow and getting into a new rhythm and a new routine. Okay, so what I really wanted to talk about today was buying an online course and if you should by this, uh, not my particular online courses, but like anyone's online courses. This applies across the board here. Um, And this topic actually came about because I was personally going to purchase an online course a couple of weeks ago and I like reached out to one of my friends and it just started this whole conversation and I was like, oh, this is a really good podcast topic. So, without further introduction to this, because this podcast is probably already long and you guys are like, get to the freaking point, Brie. So, there are four things that I kind of narrowed down my thought process of what to look for or think about before buying 
an online course. And I think even if you're not in the market for buying an online course, but you're a course creator or you're thinking about buying an online course, this can still be a helpful like reverse engineer, reverse psychology type of situation for you to listen to. So the first thing that I look for is if I like the teacher or the instructor. Think back to college or even high school. Like if you didn't go to college, that's fine, whatever. Um, There are some professors or some teachers that like I just instantly clicked with. Like I automatically loved their teaching style. I loved the way they talked. I loved the way that they instructed and they set things up in the class. Um, And then there were some teachers that were just awful. And so kind of use that as like a point of reference. Like, do you like the way this person even speaks? Which I know I don't have the best, most amazing voice, (laughs) as many of you have pointed out before. Um, But I personally cannot stand like monotone voices, like people who have no inflection or inflection, however you say that word, in their voice. And it's just like straight across. Or they're not funny. Like try to add humor. Even if it's bad humor, I like a little bad humor. I think it's endearing to be completely honest. But that's just like my personal preference when it comes to teachers. So really think about if you feel like you can sit through someone talking to you for four hours, two hours, however many hours are there in the course or videos. Um, Because if you can't sit, if you can't register like what they're saying, there's no point in taking the course, right? Um, Because this really isn't high school or college where you're being forced to take a class, like you need it to graduate or you need it for the credits. Um, So just be mindful of if you like your instructor or not. Number two, can you realistically afford it? And this is where like all the woo-woo people are going to be like, you have to take the risk. And I completely agree with that. But (laughs) there is nothing worse than signing up for a course. And like, let's say you have a payment plan and you can't make the, the next two payments. And then you get revoked access to the course. It's like, okay, you maybe learned one module or two modules or whatever. You like rushed through the course and now you're just like going to skip out on paying. One, that's a really shitty thing to do. And two, there's, why are you only trying to take half a course? Like you need to fulfill like the whole obligation. So I think if you, like I'll give you a perfect example of this. So last year I spent, I think $1,500 on an online course. I didn't pay up full in front. I made payment plans. I think it was like two or three hundred dollars every month for oh how much is that? I'm really bad at math, you guys. Three hundred dollars for five for six months. Five or six months. I think it was five months. At that time I had a client who was paying me significantly more than that. $500 every month. And I knew that I had secured that contract for the remainder of the year. So I knew, okay, I'm going to be able to, I can't afford all of this right at once, but I can't afford the monthly payments because I I have a client, right? That I can 
that's paying me every month and then I can pay that course off. So that was like a realistic thing for me to be able to say, yes, I can like a full hard yes, I can pay for this. But if you have absolutely no income or no money coming in or no wiggle room in your budget to pay for a course, don't buy it. (laughs) Um, I think there's a huge problem with people saying like, um, that they'll figure it out. Of course, like figure out before you commit to it. So if you're like, okay, I'm going to cut out, cut out on eating out or gas or this, you know, Netflix for the next three months so I can afford this course, that's completely different. But if you're like at that point where you have no extra income and you're like, I'm just waiting for things to appear that maybe you'll get a client and you might, you absolutely might. I have heard stories like that before where someone's like, I couldn't afford it. And then I, you know, signed up for it anyway. And within a week, like I got a client and like I was able to pay for the remainder of the course, which is great if that happens to you. But I feel like that's a really small percentage of of people that that actually happens to. So just make sure that One, you're in alignment with purchasing the course that it makes sense for you financially. You're not going to like that you're like not going to be able to pay your rent or put food on the table in lieu of this course that you're taking. The third thing is, do you have time? You guys, time people are like, I don't believe in time. It's a social construction. Like that's where we're at in the world with the conspiracy theories. Like now time doesn't even exist. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But time does exist. And look, things are a little different now. People have got lots of fucking time because we're still in quarantine and there's now fires added to the mix. So time might not be a constraint for you unless maybe you have kids or I don't know, like everyone's life is so different. But be realistic. Like, can you commit an hour, two hours uh, a week on the weekends? Like, what is your time constraints look like and how much time can you commit to it? I would say a large percentage of people in self-paced courses don't finish the course. Like, they jump around. I've seen this on my own Teachable courses. Like, I can track people's progress, who's logged on, who hasn't, how much time they've spent in certain areas. And, like, a lot of people don't finish the courses. And, that's of no fault to the creator themselves. Um, That is a student issue. So you have to learn how to hold yourself accountable that you're actually going to spend the time to learn and then implement these things. Um, Because time is an important factor. If this course is super intense and it's like a commitment of five hours a week, but you can't make it, be honest with yourself and saying like, maybe this is not the best time for me to buy the course. Maybe I'm better for the next session. Or if you can't, if you're like one of those people who can just afford, you know, tons of different courses and you can come back to them later when you do have time, do that. (laughs) But like, be realistic about how much time you're planning on spending and put it in your calendar. You know, hold yourself accountable to the time constraints that you're giving yourself to take the course and make sure you do that before you buy it. So the fourth thing is what do you need to say yes to this? 
So what is it? If you're like on the fence or it's a no or not right now, why is that? Is it a time thing? Is it a financial thing? Is it the instructor? Is it the actual content maybe you're unsure about? Whatever it is that you're like on the fence about or saying no, ask yourself, okay, what do I need to feel yes to feel like this is a good decision for me? If the content isn't aligned with what your goals are for that moment, then say this course isn't for me because (laughs) it doesn't align with where I'm trying to go. And if that, when you say that out loud, when you write it out and you feel that connection to what you're saying, then it's probably not the right course. But if you're like, this feels aligned, this feels good, I can afford it, I have the time, I like the instructor, it's going to help me move forward in my business, in my life, or in my goals that I want to achieve, then that's a, for me, that's a yes. So I kind of go through this whole checklist of like, okay, if I'm saying no, if there's any hesitancy, what is it specifically that's holding me back? And what do I need to encourage myself to do a little bit more digging about what the answers are that I'm looking for. Um, And this is like for bigger, you know, courses. I'm talking more than like a couple hundred dollars. If it's like a $50 or $20, less than a hundred dollar course, you probably don't need to run through all of these things. Um, Not that that's like not a significant amount of money, but I do think that there is significant exchanges of energy that happen when it is a bigger payment amount for a course um, that you kind of have to do your due diligence. I've heard so many horror stories of my friends buying courses and them being like, this is awful. (laughs) Like this isn't what I expected. And it goes both ways. It's not only the creator's fault, but it's all, and I would say fault, but it's not only the creator, it's also the student. So again, you kind of have to manage what your expectations are. You can't buy a $20, $50, $200, $300 course and think that that's going to completely change your life and your business. It might lead you on a path. It might move you closer into alignment. It might give you more research or more understanding of something, but is it going to change your life? For me, I don't think so. I think like that's a personal belief. Um, Even some of these more expensive courses that were like thousands of dollars, they did really help my business, but they weren't life-changing. And I think sometimes in these courses, the verbiage or the message around that is that it is going to change their life. Um, But so that's why I would also encourage you to look at like what the specific results are. So that would be like a fifth one, like a little bonus one. Like what are the results and the expectations that you're looking for to come out of this course? And write those down and then go back to that sales page, go back to that creator and look and see if those results, maybe they're not worded specifically like exactly the same, but make sure that there's somewhat of an alignment there of like, okay, this course is going to teach me that thing that I want to learn, or it is going to help me in this particular area that I've been struggling in. So that would be my suggestion for knowing if an online course is right for you. So like number, I'll go back and rephrase them. Number one, do you like the teacher or instructor? 
Number two, can you realistically afford it? Number three, do you have time? Number four, what do you need to say yes to this? And then number five bonus is what are your expectations or results that you're looking for by taking this course? So that is all that I have for you guys today. I will do my best to get another episode up next week. I love you guys so much. Be kind, be well, be grateful. Love you. Mean it. Bye.